Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. Drew Meyer uh, sends me a direct message. Looks like you were right all along when you interviewed Mario Cristobal earlier this year. And every answer was go Ducks. LOL. Uh, let, me, let me just say this about Mario Cristobal. And it's with so many of these coaches that get accused of, of lying when earlier in the year they said that they were, you know, they, they gave some sort of uh, some sort of defensive answer to a question about another school, right? Like even Lincoln Riley was at, at his, his first answer after losing his last game at Oklahoma to Oklahoma state was, 
Uh, let me just start right here. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Now, uh, what's to say that if LSU offered some crazy, like, all right, what about $20 million a year? Like, he doesn't take it. But it happens the next day. And what happens is, even if you give the answer of, as of right now, then everybody feasts on that. I, I think I'm a pretty fair guy. I think I'm a pretty fair guy. At the time in which Mario Cristobal was asked about USC, which I asked him about USC, it was a legitimate question. My, my, my issue with, with Mario's answer on this show was very defensive, and I, I could not have asked it in a more neutral and fair way. And so, like, look, all you'd ask him to do is, I understand why you're asking the question because USC is a, a great program. We think we have a great program. We just beat Ohio State. Like, I, I don't even, there's, none of that would, is, is really going to be discussed in this, in the, during the season. Like, you know, end of every season, coaching changes happen. I, I don't know. There's a way to formulate the answer and be honest and real and basically say at this moment, even if it's really only at that moment. Because I don't think they're all lying. Like, I don't think Mario Cristobal was going to USC or wanted to go to USC. Miami's where he's from. Remember, he was fired at FIU. He goes out and has a great year, and they've loaded up with three top 10 recruiting classes at Oregon. Like, he's done a very good job of solidifying that program. And, and you know, if we're really honest, they got embarrassed. They got the pants Saturday, uh, Friday night, excuse me. I'm not sure that's only because... Uh, Utah's better than them. I'm sure some of this crept into it. But but also, like, you know, their, their game planning hadn't been great. They haven't figured out the quarterback position either. It, it, this, this is not a program killer for Oregon. We didn't ask him about Miami, and even if you asked about Miami two months ago, three months ago, they weren't making a coaching change then. And And I'll even... You know, I'll even give a little bit of pass to Miami for leaving Manny Diaz floating in the wind as they try to figure out. They they didn't want to make a coaching change unless it was Mario Cristobal. That's why this went down the way we went down. I kind of get that. Manny Diaz is fine. He's okay. He's not he's not the best. The best guy out there is Mario Cristobal. If we can get Mario Cristobal, we'll make a change. If we can't, we won't. Am I the only guy that thinks that's not the world's worst thing? All right, Joel Klatt uh, in, in 20 minutes. Pat Mahomes' uh, offense continues to struggle, but they got another win. Here's what he said after the game. You win football games, you win football games at the end of the day. And so uh, for us, uh, if we keep winning football games, defense keeps playing the way that they're playing. When the offense, we, we really become who we know we can be, uh, we'll be a hard football team to beat. I've loved uh, the defense. Our defense has, I think, stepped up and, and really played well. So good, solid football. They're attacking. It's a great tempo setter for everybody. The offense is, has been doing enough to uh, grab a couple points and have some nice drives. <clears throat> with room to improve. Uh, we all have room to improve. So We feel like we're not playing our best football. We have spurts where we're really good, and then we have spurts where we kind of have these, these – we're not scoring. We're not finding ways to finish drives. Um, so definitely as a competitor, you want to be better. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're saying all the right things and platitudes, just not playing well. Here's Andy Reid after the game. 
I've loved uh, the defense. Our defense has, I think, stepped up and, and really played well. So good, solid football. They're attacking. It's a great tempo setter for everybody. The offense is, has been doing enough to uh, grab a couple points and have some nice drives <clears throat> with room to improve. Uh, we all have room to improve. So We all have room to improve. N- n- truer words have never been spoken, right? I don't know. Just uh, it's it's one of those you have to watch the game, and maybe some of it. It does remind me. Like again, I'll, I'll draw on two references, both with with kids. Is I so we took we had uh, seven twelve year olds. One's thirteen, so six twelve year olds, one thirteen year old, and we went to the Raider game. And the game comes down to the very end. You know, the Raiders come down. They they kick a field goal, take the lead. Washington comes back. Heineke makes a couple plays. They kick a field goal. They take the lead. Raiders, and, and that pass that Carr threw to, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, man. Zay. Uh, Jones? Yeah, Zay Jones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I could have been P.I. Um, what's, what I don't know, and I don't know if they mentioned the broadcast. That was 70 yards in the air. That was an amazing throw from Derek Carr. He had a guy wide open at the 50. I think he had Deshaun Jackson wide open at the 50-yard line, and they had plenty of time if they downed it to then, you know, another completion, get in a field goal range. But he took a shot, and, I, you know, probably, probably should have been pass interference. But that was, an, like not mentioned, an amazing throw. The end of the game was really exciting. And I, so we're walking away from the stadium, and, you know, you're asking, you're pulling the boys, what'd you guys think of this? What'd you guys think of that? They were like, you know, it was kind of boring until the end was exciting. And what I wanted to say was, you know, that's kind of football, <laughs> right? Like NFL football games, when you're in person, there's not these spectacular plays on every drive. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've referenced this in times before where my son his first flag football game, he was like five years old. He was crying in the car on the way home. He's like, there were no spectacular plays. I think we think, we believe that every single, every single NFL game that Pat Mahomes plays in, he throws a no-look pass. Every single one, he finds Tyreek Hill open deep, and he does the deuces and runs for a touchdown. Every single game has Travis Kelsey catching for 200 yards. And the reality is, like, this is more in line with most of the NFL. You know, it's the old, hey, war has always produced dead bodies, but once we have television cameras in Vietnam sending them home on a daily basis so it's on the nightly news, it changes everybody's perspective. The same is true with Pat Mahomes. Granted, this is a longer drought. This is worse than we've seen before. But not every Pat Mahomes game in the past was some shootout where he threw for five touchdown passes in 672 yards. Hope that makes sense. Yes, Jason Stewart. Was it Hayes that said that to you? Was that your son who said, uh, you know, it was pretty boring until the end? Is that who it was? Uh, well, there's one kid named Jacob who he, he's just he's a one track mind, all basketball. Ah, okay. And he didn't even want to go to the game. He's like, I don't even, I've talked to him in halftime. He's like, I don't even know what's happening. Like, really? Because yeah, I've been, remember. I've been telling people for years and maybe this is just me being a curmudgeon, but like 
I think the most overrated experience in sports is going to an NFL football game. You don't realize how much downtime there is. Those commercial breaks are long. There's yeah. a lot of time between plays. And and I've done my one Super Bowl because you know what? They add like one or two more minutes to those commercial breaks and you're just like sitting there. Uh, so I completely relate to that comment. No, I I mean, yeah, yes. Yes, an NFL game in person, NBA game in person. A tough watch at times. Really can't. Like you got to be at baseball because it's so, you're so it's so much easier to have a conversation, though boring. Like kind of set up for that sort of thing. And look, football is getting smart. They do have you know different sort of entertainment, but there's only so much you can do during that shortened period of time. You know, it's not like you can wheel out a band every time and you have giveaways and whatever. It's why I remain steadfast in that the next wave of uh, change in watching sporting events will be live in stadium betting on everything going on on that game. Now, the problem, the, the biggest problem with the NFL is how do you watch the other games? You know, it was a Sunday afternoon. You can't watch any of the four, four o'clock East coast time window, but yeah, it's so uh, your point, Jason is my point about Pat Mahomes. They weren't great, but guess what? That happens more often coming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Took a beating this weekend. One and four in college, one and four in the pros. But if you've been following us all season long, we're still... Uh, above, uh, you know, keeping our head above water, 40, 33, and two for, uh, for college picks. So that's at 55%. And for NFL picks, we're still at 61%, 65, 42, and one. Tonight's line, Buffalo minus three, and the, uh, the over-under is 40 and a half. So again, if it's 21-20, you hit the over. Let me go around here. Jay Stu, who do you like tonight? Um, I'm going to give you what my prediction, and I'm going to give you a catchy headline. And you can choose to do that or not, but the catchy headline, the Patriots make the Buffalo extinct. 23 uh, uh, to 10 Patriots. Uh, what is it, 23 to 10? 23 to 10 Patriots. So you like Patriots in the under? Patriots in the under. Okay. With the catchy headline. I got it. Ramos? <laughs> no catchy headline here, Doug. Um, boy, that's going to be the swirling wind and the and the snow and stuff. I, it's going to be under. I'm going to take the under on that. And I like I like the Patriots. I think their defense is too tough, and uh, I I think they'll win. So I say final score of uh, like twenty to seventeen. Okay. No. Uh, what about you there? Uh, I'm guessing that Byers going to be right aligned with me. But let's let's see, Byer, what do you got? Hmm. I really liked New England earlier in the week, and I may stick with them just for the newspaper headline, which, by the way, I don't think any sports talk show does it, so we should maybe do it here on the Doug Gottlieb show. You know, like where you think of, like, like if you get out a headline or something. We do know there's sarcasm in that, right? Like, you guys all felt the sarcasm? Did everybody feel the sarcasm there? Yeah, I don't okay. know. I, I I don't know who was first, but I think that we know that there are third, fourths, and fifths and sixth. Uh, Buffalo is Bills. Yes, Bill Belichick's. Give me oh! the Patriots. Oh, yes, oh. and the under. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take the other side. I'm going to take Buffalo to win and cover. Um, I I love what New England's done. I think their defense is, in fact, outstanding. I do. And, you know, I think they made the right choice in, in Mac Jones. Like, like, he fits them perfectly. 
but we're all like, you know, you you tell me you tell me of these wins, Jets, Panthers, Browns, Falcons, Titans without Derrick Henry. Like, where are the good wins? Their wins this year: Jets twice, Texans, Chargers is their only win over a uh, a team that's healthy and over five hundred. They don't right? have a, yeah, th- I mean, their losses were close. You know, I, Cowboys. I, 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 that's yeah. that's fair. And and look, the Bills have a loss to the Jaguars, you know, and they got blown out by the Colts. Um, but Buffalo, like New England, you got to be. I, I think Josh Allen's going to run it a ton tonight. I I think it'll be very low scoring, and I do think that Buffalo is a better team. There's a reason that people picked Buffalo to get to a Super Bowl this year. And I'll, I'll grant you that they are struggling, right? And you lost Tommy Doyle. You lost, um, uh, who else? They just recently, oh, they lost uh, Tredavious White. Remember, he's, he's out for the year. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I understand why everybody's hesitant on Buffalo, whatever. And even when they look good against New Orleans, they lose one of their best players. But, I still think they're better than New England. And I think that we're, we're, this is where, and I think most people are starting to evolve on it. You know, we use this for a college discussion. We're going to have Joel Klatt in a second. You know, it's, it's not necessarily how many wins you have, but who'd you have sure. them against, right? And as much as I love the, this Patriots rebuild, and I feel like we were the show collectively, we didn't come up with the, the quirky headlines, but we were, we have been ahead of the fact that, Last year was a wash. Last year they just, and they saved a bunch of money and they got out of some, you know, Gronk's deal and they got out of Brady's deal and all that money they put to good use. So I get it. I, I just think Buffalo is better than they played at times. They play at times the level of competition. And I think this is, this is a game that they've had circled on their calendar. And it's the type of weather that Josh Allen is actually built for. Yes. And whereas I don't, th- this is a big question for Mac Jones. Right? All the other stuff he can do in New England and be the quarterback for 20 years. His arm strength, like I've said this, this is, you guys can feel free to use this. In the, every golf, golf guy says like, well, you want to have it die at the hole, right? That's what you want. Nobody wants to leave it short, but you don't want to just rocket it past the hole. If you watch Mac Jones throw football, it dies at the hole. Like it's getting to the receiver, but it ain't getting much further than that. Now you put them against Gale Force wins. Granted, they'll be less by the time kickoff. I understand. I, I, it's a limitation that he has. Yes, yes, John Ramos. It's funny too that both these teams are are, are considered top notch teams. They're very good. Obviously, Buffalo considered one of the teams to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. But yet, both their running backs, both their running back players are not. I mean, they're they're like committee, right? I mean, there's no. Well, you've had so many injuries. Yeah, for, I mean, for one is Buffalo. significantly better than the other. Yeah, though. and I think Buffalo's significantly better. Right? No, no, the really? Patriots, no, New England. Yeah, yeah. Damian Stevens? Harris oh, and Ramondre okay. Stevenson. Oh. Yeah. Well, I know that Take that John re- in your face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no harm, no foul. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like this is talking I mean, football. I, I just I just really want to make sure this is clear. Like. Dan, you're kind of amazing with, and I know this is the job, and you do the I want your flex podcast, you know, but like Dan, uh, I, I struggle at times because I get I, I try and watch everything, and then I I get laser focused on a couple of games, but like 
dude, Dan's just like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. We're busy. That's the good thing about, you know, and sometimes you don't catch stuff in our window, like on, on Sundays, because you don't have the sound on, or you can't, you know, hear what's happening, but you can, you know, you piece things. Like the, the Zay Jones play that you saw in person yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness! Like, I thought, I thought he had a step, and I thought that they had an opportunity. And uh, so go, I go. Have you go? Why did you know that shit throw was seventy yards in the air? It looked like it was a missile. Like it did. I didn't realize. Like that it was I had 70, no idea. I had no idea. Derek Carr had that in him. They and, and he threw. I mean, the hail mary that he threw. They had it at the forty-two and got it to the goal line. So yeah, that, that was, that was actually a little. Yeah. It was a little disappointing, but he didn't have the run up that he had. Like like he he gave it, gave up. It was like uh, remember that quarterback skills competition, right? They used to be on TV in the yeah. offseason. He got a little bit of a run up on that one to Zay Jones, but he threw it. Honestly, like Derek Jones, Derek Carr was really impressive in person. And Heineke, you know, like he's the kind of classic backup where he's little, but man, he's a playmaker too. But he almost threw that. I mean, and, and this always happens in a football game where a cut was it two players or one play before they kick the field goal. He, it should have been a pick six. I mean, Raiders were sitting on those little uh, those yep. little routes, and yep. I mean, right through his hands. Yeah, would have right covered too. I picked the Raiders in that game. Uh, All right, Joe, Joe Clatt in in a second, but uh, those are our picks for tonight. Let's get you to Dan Byer. Again, the, I told you he knows everything. So tell me something. No, no, that is not the truth. And I couldn't even tell you who the Heisman Trophy winner was when you put me on the spot two years ago. I do remember now that it was Joe Burrow. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so um, Byer, now you now we get the college football playoffs. Joe Cloud will join us momentarily. Uh, and and I, I look, I, I I feel like I'm the greatest fan of my alma mater that actually exists. I, I was disappointed with how they played in the first half, disappointed with Spencer Sanders' turnovers. Uh, and just so incredibly impressed with that team's ability to to fight back and they put themselves in position. I, I didn't I don't feel like they executed as well or it was as smooth as it should have been in their last drive, and they obviously came up a foot short. And that place I had friends that were there on both sides, Baylor and Oklahoma State in Jerry's world, was 75% Oklahoma State fans. Like, it was an amazing sea of orange. And I, I do wonder, so I'm, I'm like thankful. I'm like, man, considering what that program was to where it is, and I don't know, did you guys see my, did you guys see my thread that I put out on, uh, on Saturday? But I, put, I put out a thread on Saturday, and it, it got a ton of play, and it was over the building of, of Oklahoma State's program. I, I I will look at it. I missed it. We actually had uh, family friends over both Saturday not, not and Sunday. This but, is this is not acceptable. No, I because I did see. I I watched the play, and I was actually obsessed with the final play for about fifteen minutes that I had before these people were coming over in a couple of hours. I sat there and I rewound it to be, you know, so much. But I am very interested in it because not only uh, my personal feelings, Doug, without even reading your tweet, was. It is enormous growth, but it's not only being an inch short of a Big Twelve title. Uh, yeah. championship, it's how close you were maybe to the college football playoff and how often do those opportunities come? And that's Well, then you also the factor in with the Oklahoma didn't have a coach on that day. Oklahoma's leaving the Big 12 for the mm-hmm. SEC. They just finally beat Oklahoma. Like, that was their moment. Yeah. You don't have moments like, it's not just as far as getting to the college football playoffs. You don't have moments like that that often. And, um... 
there, there's a guy named Brent Parker who no one outside of Oklahoma knows this guy's name. I, I believe he's now the head coach at Ponca City, uh, in which is north of, uh, of Stillwater uh, in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Brent Parker famously in 1988 when they had Barry Sanders, Mike Gundy was the quarterback. And um, what's the, what's the, uh, Irving, was it Irving Fryer? What, what's the name of the, not Irving Fryer, who is the other? Hartley the Dykes. Wide, yeah, Hartley Dykes was the wide receiver. Hartley Dykes was the top five pick, went to the Patriots, had, had a terrible injury, wasn't as good as a, as a pro. And he also put four schools on probation. Like Hartley Dykes is a legend. <laughs> but like th- that was their, that was when Oklahoma was at their peak and Oklahoma State was his best team Pat Jones ever had. And Brent Parker lo- dropped what would have been a wide open game winning touchdown pass in the end zone, right? Those moments change you. And. You know, I don't know if Oklahoma, State, Oklahoma State's never going to be able to be where Oklahoma is as a college football program. It just won't. You got a hundred years of history, but there are moments which, if you take advantage of, boy, you can, you can be one B to their one A. And I felt like that was Saturday. I mean, you know, you go back a week before it's Saturday, they filled up their own building, which that that was the big thing with Oklahoma State. It wasn't just that they redid the stadium; it was that you can't fill it anyway, and you know, you're not going to be competitive. They're, the Big 12, when it is done, when the new Big 12 happens, Oklahoma State uh, will be in a great position to be a dominant player in that program if they can continue to recruit at the exact same. They don't have to change anything about who they are and the same amount of funding, and they'll be fine. And the balance that off against where Oklahoma was, that's a huge missed opportunity for them. Huge. But I'm still thankful for for it. So here's here's a series of tweets, Byer. And I'm reading regards- it right now. Very very interesting. That I I didn't know that this was the backstory. But go ahead. Yeah. So so this is the backstory, right? And that uh, Oklahoma State, and and this is why, again, maybe it's why I'm a better fan because I'm not as I I understand where they've been. So so here's the I'll, I'll read them in in order, and and you guys can see if you like it, and you can go to at Gottlieb Show. The year was 2001. The late Boone Pickens had enough of watching his beloved Oklahoma State Cowboy football lose in arguably the worst stadium in major college football. Oklahoma State had one winning season in the 90s and one winless season in the 90s. So T. Boone Pickens invited the biggest donors of Oklahoma State to his ranch in West Texas after a day of skeet shooting and I call it catching because (laughs) the stock ponds, it's like you're just cast, reel in, and you got a fish. And other outdoor activities, Boone made a meal and stood up in front of the group. Remember, Boone was tired of losing, tired of going to games in the rusty steel-girdered Lewis Field. And so he's motivated because Oklahoma State had just renovated Gallagher-Iber Arena, and that was finished the year before this. Boone stood up and said, I'm in for $20 million, and he went around the room to each guy and said, what are you in for? And if you've ever were around Boone Pickens, there wasn't a chance you weren't throwing money into the pot. By the end of the dinner, they got $47 million was raised for one side of the stands, the new south side of the newly named T. Boone Pickens Stadium. The south side made the north side. Hey, remember, it's an east-west stadium. And I think organs like this, I think there's only five in Division One football. There's only two in Power Five football that it runs east, it runs east-west. So the north side looked like a war relic, right? So then the athletic department raised $52 million to match the sides. 
Now you have the beautiful new basketball arena in the end zone. You got side A, you got side B. Then you have the West, the West end zone. The West end zone was left. There were discussions about a hotel or anything to make it look like a complete stadium. But Oklahoma State was broke and in debt. So T. Boone Pickens gave $171 million of his own dollars, added $30 million from the golf endowment, and put it into his own fund, $202 million. Right. By 2000, 2008, that fund, started at 202, was at $470 million. So the athletic department, with that money, bought 100 acres north of the stadium to build an athletic village. I think some people have read about this. Problem was, oil went from 125 a barrel to 25 a barrel, and that fund had a ton of energy stocks in it, was highly leveraged, and remember back to the, to the recession, it was bad. Oklahoma State was left, had 470, 470 million. Now they had 125, and they had all these projects outstanding. They borrowed $38 million more, raised $10 million more, finished the Wins End Zone project. They've since built a soccer stadium, a baseball stadium, a tennis, a beautiful tennis facility that hosted the national championships. They're building a softball stadium, and they built a new track and field stadium. All because of this one man standing up and going, hey, I'm in for 20 million. What are you in for? And then giving 171 more. Um, since then, Oklahoma State has had one losing season. And by the way, that was Mike Gundy's first year, and he ran off a bunch of subpar citizens that Les Miles had recruited. Gundy's had seven 10 win seasons. Oklahoma State, in over 110 years of football, has 10 total. So, my perspective as an alum of my alma mater is win or lose. You are a yard away from playing for a national championship. Does anybody know how hard that is to just get to that point? I think I do. Started 20 years ago with $20 million. And Boone Pickens used to tell, tell his friends, let's show him a white blackbird. And the idea that what does that mean? It means let's do something that's never been done before. And they almost pulled it off Saturday. Anyway. Pretty cool story. What do you think, Byer? It's really amazing it. the visuals it. of the two pictures that you have of what was and what is is striking, and and so much is focused on the football portion of it. But as you said, the new there's the you know basketball arena next to it, and and then what else is around it? He he like, listen. He gave over two hundred fifty million dollars to the university. They raised a billion dollars. Like the whole place has been transformed. And I, I do think that most people at state schools like that, Kansas State, Mississippi State, um, like you kind of go around the country and there are schools that are in you know, Colorado State who they, you know, they just hired Mike Norvell. They, they have a beautiful brand new football stadium, by the way, which is cool. They need to do the basketball arena. The basketball team is really good. But the point is, I, I think people relate to that. And it's the idea of how do the how did we get here? Right. How do we get from. Look, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, Lane Stadium used to be a dump too. And then Thursday night football, they were in the Big East versus Miami. Remember those games? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that used to be must-see. That was before they got Mike Vick. Then they got Mike Vick. They got to the national championship game. And now when they have average years like they've had recently, they fire their coaches. It's just, it all starts with sometimes one guy standing up and going, hey, I'm in. Who else is in with me? It's amazing. You know, where, where I'm come from, the Wisconsin football program was not the same uh, before Barry Alvarez ended sure. up taking over. Perfect, perfect, exa- perfect example. 
People think that Wisconsin basketball, Wisconsin football has ever been good, always been good. Like, did you not remember the the 80s and the 70s? Yeah. They were awful. Awful. That That is, that is I, I, I got into it with somebody on Twitter who was like, yeah, what, what happened at Kansas State wasn't that big a thing because they never finished in the top five. Kansas State was the worst team in Division One football. They, they were a joke for 30 years. You know, and Bill Snyder made them respectable and competitive at the top of the Big 12. When the Big 12 had Nebraska, <laughs> as well as Texas mm-hmm. and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Like, I don't think people, you have to have, you have to keep perspective. That, that's what you have. You have to keep, it's really hard. You got to keep perspective, which again, this also relates to my kid when I was telling those guys yesterday, like, yeah, the game was kind of boring. Like, okay, it's a Sunday afternoon and you got to go to an NFL game in a brand new stadium in Las Vegas with your best friends. And you played a couple games in the morning. Like, let's have some perspective, boys. Uh, Barry Alvarez took over a program. Barry Alvarez's first year, they won one game. Uh, one game. They had been to three bowl games, and Barry Alvarez took over in 1990. They had been to three bowl games since 1963. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they never had a season. This is Wisconsin football. Okay. Um, since 1901. Okay. They, they played football back to 1892. But since 1901, they never won. They had, I think, had one eight-win season ever. No, two. Excuse me, two eight-win seasons ever. Barry Alvarez, in his fourth year, won the Rose Bowl. Right, like you wonder why Barry Alvarez is a god, you know? And when he, when he, as an athletic director, when people were, were just they want to just go like, this guy is the best. They won one game his first year, went to a Rose Bowl and won it when all those kids got to their senior year. So, yes, to your point, that's the perfect. You have to have perspective on, you know, he takes over a program that in the four previous years to Barry Alvarez taking over. They had won nine games combined. (laughs) That's a great that was That's the perfect guy. Dan Byer, well done. Well done out of you. Uh, You won't believe what quarterback may have to start an NFL game this upcoming weekend. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Oh my God, that looks so cold. Um... You guys want to have like a group date without getting together? It's a real sure, question. Sounds that. awesome. Okay, so here's what we'll do. You guys want to get wings tonight? Like we'll all get wings, but we don't actually. I actually think this is the perfect way to have wings because wings are kind of like potato chips. Like you know, like if you get a big platter of them, like people put their hands in there. And I know you're supposed to do like serving things, or whatever. And the wings I like aren't the wings that you like. But Buffalo is on TV. It's freezing cold outside in <laughs> Buffalo. It feels like a good wings night, doesn't it? But we're yes. not going to get together. Not because of COVID, mostly because we don't like each other. Plus, I don't want your germs in my wings. And I like different kinds of wings than you do. So what do you guys think we have a group date tonight? Who's in? Yeah, sure. I can. Okay, what kind of wings are you getting, Byer? Um, probably some honey barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with dip them That's in like medium candy. sauce. That's like candy. It's so yeah. good, it's like candy. 
Um, okay, do you have a specific? Do you go to KFC for the wings? Or are you go to Wild Wings? I could do. I could do Wild Wings. There's also a wing stop that just opened by our Wingstop, place. Wing stop, yeah. solid, solid, good, good, good. Okay, they don't have honey barbecue. They only have how many? Barbecue. How many? Just and there's there's uh, no, ten, probably ten piece boneless. Oh, boneless. Yeah. Are boneless wings wings? It's a, are they uh, are they chicken nuggets? If I need to have bone in, I'll get some garlic parm bone in and have those. Garlic parm is amazing. It's amazing. Flats or drum drum uh, drumlets? I am I, I'm fine with both, but I'd probably prefer uh flats. Yeah. Well you you like the boneless, which aren't flats. They're just chicken nuggets. But yeah. that's okay. But they're okay. both fine. I'm good with Okay, I like flats as too. well. Uh, uh Jay Stu, what kind of wings are you ordering and how many? I'm sensing a little uh, judgment in your uh, bone out opinion, but I, I'd rather have the bone out, and I will take kind of like a, uh, a, a better than hot buffalo sauce. Mm. If I have to go bone in, then I, th- I think I'm with Dan on that, or the uh, the lemon. What, what's the what's the lemon option? Lemon pepper. Lemon. Uh, there's lemon pepper, yeah, lemon or pepper, there's yeah. uh, lemon pepper. Salt oh yeah. yeah, lemon pepper. Ramos. Um, I don't know what Suzanne's cooking. Uh, she usually has dinner, so I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Are we all having? We're all having the same experience, right? Like uh, Jay Stew, and we're, it, it, it doesn't have to happen to a T. It's more. Oh. what kind of wings do you like? <laughs> I'm sorry, I took it as like you know more of a. No, I, I would I, like to. I still, I would actually <laughs> like to do it. I think it'd be a really cool experience. We could hop on a Zoom. We could right, go right. like flashbacks to COVID sort of sort of time. It'd uh, be my, fine. Mine would be a not too hot. So it'd be the. What do I get? Dan, when I ask you for wings, uh, mild, usually. mild, yeah, 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 or a, or a, like a sweet barbecue. Sweet barbecue sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I, I would go. I'm 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 thinking of sweet barbecue now because I just haven't gotten in so long. But I do the chipotle dry. I do lemon pepper, and then I do salt and vinegar. I like dry rubs on my 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 wings. Let's get to the press. The press. DB, what do you got? Doug, let's start out with some news from the NFL. Hold on, hold on. Do we have? News on what Suzanne is cooking. <laughs> now, okay, we can I can tell you tomorrow because that's what John's leftovers will be because he nice. loves some leftovers. NorthJersey.com, the first to report this earlier today, that the New York Giants, who have the Chargers coming up in Week 14, may have to start Jake Fromm at quarterback. This after Daniel Jones's neck injury not healing, uh, at least to the speed that would allow him to play this Sunday. And then Mike Glennon suffered a concussion in yesterday's game against the Dolphins. So the Chargers, in the thick of things in the AFC, could get a Jake Fromm-led Giants team coming up on Sunday. Jake Fromm has no arm at all. I mean, none. No. And he was on the Bills like two weeks ago on their yeah. practice squad. Or yeah. now, now just signing with the Giants and taking over the Dreamin. Uh, other news, Mario Cristobal officially the new head coach at Miami. Manny Diaz fired earlier today. Oregon oh, still looking for a head coach, both on an interim and a full-time basis. Um, okay, so... I, I, like who gets the job? Like this is one of those. What a great week for for USC. Yes. You know, their number one rival in recruiting. Their number the best team in the Pac-12 now is without a coach, and their recruiting class is very much into question. And Lincoln Riley has hit the ground running. Like that's the story here. I, I texted my buddy who's a big Oregon fan, and I said it's a catch twenty two. You don't always want to be tied to. Uh, he's an Oregon guy, but then you see what happens when they're not Oregon guys. They go and leave and become the guys at the schools that they are guys of. So there's a, a a bit of a quandary there. How about this from college basketball? First time in school history, Purdue is 
is ranked number one in the AP Top 25 men's college hoops poll. And they're really legit good. But how, the, I think the bigger story is Gonzaga lost to Alabama on Saturday night. Like, nobody paid attention. Yeah, they completely forgot. Just like the Panthers, by the way, I don't know if you caught this, fired Joe Brady. It was their bye week, their offensive coordinator. During the 1 o'clock Eastern time window of games. Yeah, Joe Brady out in Carolina. And finally, the new stadium that will be home to San Diego State football starting in the fall of 2022 will be named Snapdragon Stadium. Snapdragon Stadium. Snapdragon. Home of the Aztecs. Snapdragon. Doug, that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, all the boys like New England. We all like the under, which means it's probably going to be a high-scoring shootout affair, right? 45 to 40. I like the under. I'm going to take Buffalo and take some Buffalo wings. Tune in tomorrow when we find out who wins the game, who's riding the bets, and most importantly, what is Suzanne making for dinner? Find out in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.